Welcome back to another Be Great With Nate podcast episode. And today we're going to be going over the connection between ADHD and trauma. Have you ever met anybody who has ADHD who didn't go through trauma or just highly stressed? And that got me really thinking. The next question, did you ever fully heal your trauma? The author and the person and the doctor I'm going to be speaking about today is Dr. Gabor Mate. Dr. Gabor Mate is someone who does not believe the way to heal ADHD and the solution is just medication. He actually believes that people with ADHD have ADHD because they have high levels of stress and don't know how to cope with their stress. One of the ways that they cope with their stress is actually just tuning things out. What he explains is that when you are highly stressed, your body's going through this sympathetic nervous system. And the sympathetic nervous system is known to be the fight or flight system. But now we're also making sure that we contribute the freeze in that fight or flight. So it's fight, flight, or freeze. What Dr. Mate explains is that when a person is going through a lot of stress, especially when they're younger, they're, they don't have no one to support them to fight. They have nowhere to run. So fight, flight, they have nowhere to go. So they're left to freeze. And during their freezing moment, they just learned over time how to just zone out, learn how to ignore the outside world, learn how to tune out. And this becomes subconscious. So anytime this person goes through stress throughout their life or feels overwhelmed, they immediately go into freeze mode and they're just tuning out. Dr. Mate also admits that he has ADHD and his children have ADHD. And he mentioned people who grew up poor, colored individuals, or people who have high levels of stress and childhood trauma have a higher chance of having ADHD. Like I said before, he says there's no proof that a gene can be passed down to create ADHD. He believes the main thing that can be passed down is sensitivity. I believe this, gener this is generational trauma, to be completely honest. This and childhood trauma combined will cause something I like to call a sensitive nervous system. So a sensitive nervous system is when we go through a lot of trauma as children or just trauma as an adult, and we go through high levels of stress, after a while, the body becomes subconscious, leaving cortisol and adrenaline pretty high. And in this podcast, you're going to learn on why that can play a huge part into ADHD. He believes medication can improve short-term symptoms and help with the side effects of ADHD. He said using medication can be used as needed, but make sure to work on the stress and trauma. This has a better long-term effect. I would make a small little video series of uh, techniques on how to heal trauma and little things that you can do during the day to help you on that journey. I already made one. I'll put it down below. It's the five layers of energy, but I'll continue to make more to help guide you on that. As I mentioned before, I really do, can I can see the connection between this right here. So in the first podcast, I did my best to bring you all the research of Dr. Russell Barkley and what he shows, and it was very supportive. It was very eye-opening. But I also want to bring this to your attention because I think this can be overlooked at times. And I'm going to now break down on how I can see this connecting to ADHD. And I want to just bring you some awareness, and this is a hypothesis, and hopefully this can help you on your journey. The sympathetic nervous system has a direct correlation with something called the reptilian brain. And the reptilian brain was brought to attention by a man named Paul McLean. Paul McLean was a neuroscientist who showed that we actually have three levels to the brain. We have the reptilian brain, we have the emotional brain, and then we have the intellectual part of the brain. So the intellectual part of the brain is a neocortex. The emotional brain is connected to the limbic system. And then the reptilian brain is directly connected to the autonomic nervous system. 
All of them are connected to the central nervous system. But the thing is, is that the reptilian brain has a strong communication with the sympathetic nervous system. So when we go through a lot of stress as children, a lot of trauma, or even today, we're still having all this stress, that triggers the reptilian brain to be hyperactive. And this right here will cause survivor mode. And if you have been in survivor mode or high levels of adrenaline, you can easily just zone out the rest of the world or what's going on around you and just be super worried about this one thing. But something interesting goes down with how this can play a part in the neurotransmitters where I brought you in episode one of showing what neurotransmitters are affected with ADHD. And I'm going to get to that in just a second, but I want to make sure I conclude this, this reptilian brain to connection to the sympathetic nervous system. It's fascinating. When this sympathetic nervous system is in overdrive, their fight or flight system in freeze with adrenaline and cortisol, this would trigger this reptilian brain. So there's three primary things that part of the brain only cares about. Safety, security. So that's number one, safety and security. Number two, substance. It's going to be looking straight for a reward. And then number three is sex, procreation. If you have ADHD, I want you to think about is your main stress throughout the day making it through safety and security and dealing th with things right now in an urgent way because it's survival time. Number two, the substance part. Remember, people with ADHD can be compulsive. The higher levels of stress are, the more the sympathetic nervous system is turned on, the more the reptilian brain is activated. And then the more that we're looking for safety and security. So we're like, overwhelmed, we're overdrained, we're just looking for ways to get through the day. And then as soon as that's done, the brain wants a substance, which can be similar to having a dopamine hit. You, you see that? So this is a theory I have why I believe to break down his thought system of how trauma is connected to ADHD and how it's developed and not we're not born with it. So over time, you're stuck in this survival mode and being stuck in the survival mode puts us in a position where it's a, it's, it's, if you study the reptilian brain from Paul McLean, you'll learn that this part of the brain loves rituals. It does it again and again and again and again. I can see how high levels of stress that then triggers the reptilian brain that makes a person stress about safety and security all day that then looks for substance. And then when those two are completed, they have enough energy, then sex. I can see the connection between that, even though he didn't mention anything about all of that. I just want to see why he said that and how can I connect it and maybe show you some more connections on the possibility on why that may be the case. Number two, chronic levels of stress. So chronic levels of adrenaline and cortisol disrupts dopamine. Wow. So remember in episode one, I brought to you the connection between ADHD and low levels of dopamine. Now we're starting to see, and I'll link this down below for you as well. Chronic stress depletes dopamine, but remember the body is always looking to create balance. While acute stress raises dopamine levels in the prefrontal cortex, chronic stress depletes it. So acute stress is like, you know, you're in traffic for a moment or, you know, even a, a workout can be an acute stress of breaking down muscle tissue. Chronic stress is stress all day, all week, all month all year. That's chronic levels of stress. This is a part. So chronic stress depletes dopamine levels because the mechanisms that break down dopamine get upregulated, increased when there's a lot of dopamine floating around, such as when you're stressed out for a while. Dopamine transporters also decrease in chronic stress. It also doesn't help that dopamine is the precursor. So the pre precursor term means applies to any chemical that is transferred into another to adrenaline. So dopamine is the precursor of adrenaline. The first hormone released in fight or flight situation is adrenaline. What dopamine you might have gets used up and the extra dopamine release in response to high cortisol levels gets broken down faster. So high levels of cortisol, high levels of adrenaline can over time start depleting dopamine. This right here kind of supports 
where Dr. Meat suggested about people with ADHD don't know how to cope with stress. I kind of now we can see his point of view and the connections between that is I'm going to be leaving a lot more information about Dr. Mate, a video for you where he talks about this, the book down below, and then the connection between adrenaline, cortisol, and dopamine down below. But I must say one thing that I've done, I do have a lot of clients that have ADHD. And when I had conversations with them these past two weeks, I said, because they all came back to me saying how they listen to the first episode and they really liked it. And I said, Hey, can I ask you a question? Most of them, I already knew the answer, but some of them, I, we never got into it. And I would ask them, Hey, do you have childhood trauma? I had 10 clients that I asked this question with and all 10 of them said, yes. So that's not me saying, Oh, this is hundred percent true. What I'm saying is, Hey, this right here is something that makes sense. Dr. Meat suggests that if you need to take medication for the short term to help you good, go do it, but make sure you work on ways to cope with your stress and you make ways to cope with your trauma and do some healing and that can help you in the long term. Now, I believe if I take Dr. Russell Barkley's work and Dr. Mate's work and put it together, I can see why he suggests doing the medication to help you get going. But now we're starting to see two different perspectives that both make sense. I still have questions for this. So for an example, if I if you tell somebody to go cope with their stress and go heal their trauma, how do we get those dopamine levels back up to being natural again? I'm pretty sure that we need some type of assistance and there's things that have been shown to help naturally boost up dopamine again. I, I, he probably did. I just don't know if he talks more about this in his book. I did buy this book. I didn't have a month to read the book. I'm writing my own book right now. So I'm trying my best to do a lot of things. I'm saying maybe he suggested something with it, but I couldn't find a video of him saying anything about it. He did mention things like exercise and meditation, but what about a supplement? What about other ways that we can get this thing up? What about a support group around you? So what I'm going to be doing is in the next podcast episode, I'm going to be bringing supplements that I found, ways to help boost up dopamine levels back up naturally. And I'll have some research supporting those as well. Uh, so I can make sure that you have a good picture of, of what's going on. And then um, that that's going to be the fourth episode. But the third episode I'm going to be bringing is going to be a perspective that I've learned from a group of people that have a whole different reason why people with ADHD are struggling in today's world. And uh, I want to respectfully bring their opinion to light. I want to be fair and get everybody's opinion. And I want you to have all this information. And then you, my friend, you're smart, you're a strong person. Now you have some type of information that can help guide you on what to do next in your life. And I'll see you in the next podcast with that. Peace.